Welcome to the ITAM Review Podcast, news, reviews and resources for ITAM, SAM and software licensing professionals. Okay, well I'm very pleased to say that we're doing another fireside chat. Um, this time I've got the pleasure of speaking with Ben van der Bosch from the ITAM unit. Um, he is the current winner of the Rising Star Award sponsored by SHI, which was um, handed out uh, at our gala dinner just at the end of the year. So how are you, Ben? Doing great, George. Thank you. Fantastic. So do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself um, and about the ITAM unit where you work? Yeah, of course. Uh, well, my name is Ben van den Bos. I am the coming towards the 34 years old almost. Oh, actually, I am 34. Yeah, time flies. Ah, you did. <laughs> I am 34, yeah. yeah. I'm 34. Uh, it gets harder Har- to keep track, doesn't it? Exactly, yeah. Um, I live in Haarlem, the Netherlands. Uh, as you said, I work for the item unit. Uh, we are based in, in Utrecht in the Netherlands, in the, in, in the middle of the Netherlands. Um, married. Um, have an eight-month-old uh, daughter. Congratulations! Thank you very much. It's uh, keeping me awake. That's nice. I'm sure. <laughs> and um, yeah, at the item unit, um, we're uh, we're with a couple people, um, but I think uh, we'll get into that uh, a little bit later. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. So how how far away is Utrecht from Amsterdam? It's um well by car it's uh, it's like 25 minutes uh, okay i, I, I cannot tell you I, I cannot tell you in, in kilometers but uh, it, it's not that bad i mean for for dutch no. standards everything is uh, is close by yeah of course of course well well what we like to do in these conversations is just kind of understand a little bit more about the person um and kind of in their career path because most it seems quite a common theme that people's career paths are not as um, linear as perhaps they used to be. Um, and ITAM is often not the first career that people think of when they're at school or at university. And they think, ah, oh, you know, I really want to manage IT assets. They're, they seem to be troublesome things. So I'll be interested to know so how you ended up where you are at, um, at the ITAM unit and kind of, what, kind of what steps led you to there. So it could be the beginning of your career, um, some some people have a couple of steps. Some people have lots. Um, what was your journey into ITAM? Yeah, all right. Um, yeah, uh, ITAM was not uh, not on my radar for uh, for a very long time. Uh, I actually wanted to go into investment banking, um, which um, I enrolled in um, yeah, Università Cattolica in Milano. Uh, so mm-hmm. I moved there. Um, I was renting a room in 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 Milan, um, where I met my now wife, um, and she was working for for a company called AX for Pharma, and they were um, an independent software vendor that built a vertical on top of uh, Dynamics AX from Microsoft, mm-hmm. uh, and they needed some translation work, 
I'm from Italian to English for, for ISO uh, 9001 certification. Uh, I was speaking the language. Uh, my English is not that bad either. So I, mm -hmm. I did some translating work for them uh, that ended up in, uh, in a job offer. Uh, so I started working for AX for Pharma. I never went into investment banking. Um, and then uh, my now my now boss, uh, how do you call it, uh, Jan West. Uh, I already do it from um, from some friends of mine. And at the time he was um, the the general manager at Cray on in the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. uh, and he was. Uh, he was uh, pushing me like I can work for me, etc. Um, but I was always like, no, no, I'm I'm great uh, where I am in Italy. I'm enjoying myself. Uh, but he said, no, come uh, come away from the dark side and join the join the good side. <laughs> uh, and then in 2017, I uh, I joined Crayon here in the Netherlands. Uh, stayed there for uh, three years. And then when uh, when Johan uh, left uh, left Crayon and then started the item unit, uh, yeah, not long after I I joined the item unit. Fantastic. Oh, yeah, I, I started consultancy within yeah within the Microsoft atmosphere, let's say it like that. Uh, yeah. More more for like a solution, uh, some nothing nothing to do with IT asset management or software asset management. And then via Johan, I, I really got into into some, and now with the years that uh, that's expanded to item, and now also a little bit of identity access management. So it was Crayon then the first place where you you'd say it was an item role specifically, or was yeah yeah was, yeah yeah yeah. If you always focus on Microsoft, is that your your main focus or? No, actually. Uh... I don't have specific vendor knowledge. Uh, uh, I think the, the the name they give me a generalist. Uh, uh, I, I know some from from all the major players, but I'm I'm by far not an expert. Uh, um, yeah, no, I, Microsoft didn't have my my focus. No. Okay. So, so it, would you say it was your wife or your not wife at the time, but it was probably that first step that kind of led you on this path yeah exactly yeah she was yeah, the, yeah <laughs> she was the one um uh, asking if i was interested to do some translation work for for the company she was working for mm. and then in the end uh yeah i started working in that company so we were living together we were working together uh so yeah it was kind of uh inevitable <laughs> that we would that we would end up together <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. I'll say if you can if you can um, work with your with your wife, then that's always a good a good sign. Always always a good sign. Okay, and then so can you pinpoint anything that kind of led you or attracted you to ITAM? Was there anything about it that made you think, or was it just you were persuaded by Johan? You you said that initially. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was persuaded by Johan. I think uh, his enthusiasm towards uh, ITS management is, is what got me into it. Um, especially in my my first uh, yeah month and a half, two months at Crayon. Um, 
yeah, he, he sort of took me under his wing. He took me to to client meetings. Uh, I had to, of course, go through some, some trainings. So I had I item, uh, uh, certified mm-hmm. software asset manager training, etc. That he he's a certified trainer for, so I got also the training from him. Um, and then at the time at Crayon, I, I was lucky enough to, uh, yeah, be, uh, I was shadowing a couple of uh, of really great consultants that uh, yeah that elevated the, the um, yeah the some field for me at least the enthusiasm they had towards it. Yeah, well, that's great. And then- and how does it feel to have had the um, the recognition of the Rising Star Award? Did, were you expecting it? Was there any any hints? Was it... No, uh, it was a surprise for me to be nominated in the first place. Uh, yeah. For a couple of, for a couple of years, uh, I've been um, I've been nominating uh, someone I, I worked with at one of my customers, uh, Matthias, mm-hmm. um, that now for the item review does um, some trainings on the Lisa platform. Um, and then I, I found out that I was, I was nominated, um, and then winning it. Yeah. That's the, that's the, the cherry on top, let's say, uh, yeah. also, also had a nice trip to to the UK, uh, seeing a different group of people than let's say the people we, we always see in the Netherlands at conferences. So that's also, also a nice thing. <clears throat> that's brilliant. And it's it, it it's something I know SHI are very keen on is kind of nurturing this this next generation. I mean, it's it's something the whole industry is very much focused on. So um, we do feel it's one of the most important awards in the in the Excellence Awards because in addressing that issue, do you, do you see many um, kind of other people your age or younger that are coming through in ITAM, or do you think there's a do you think there's a problem brewing there? I mean, there are a couple. Um, I think uh, far less than than what we as the industry would like to see. Mm. Um, and I think uh, the the item brief had a nice article about that. I think late last year. Um, I forgot. Uh, I forgot the name of the lady that wrote it. I think she's from Danske Bank or from Vodafone. Ah, oh, Rachel. Rachel from Danske Bank. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Then I think it might have been the Vodafone uh, lady. I think it's it's Julia. Oh, Julia. No. Julia yeah. Deal. Yes. Yes. It's, I think. I, it, think I mean, it's something you... that, that that both both ladies have have discussed. But yeah. Yeah. It's um, it is a big issue. Yeah, big and issue, that's so. a, that's something something I see as well. Uh, I see that at the, at the customers we serve. Um, I see that, or I saw that when I was uh, at Crayon. I see that now uh, here at the item unit. Um, it's a it's a big issue, um, mm. and yeah, I I have my thoughts on on what it can be, uh, but I I don't know if I'm right. What but are I, those thoughts, John? Yeah, those thoughts are that uh, yeah. especially in entry level positions, uh, what I see at least at my at, at the customers is that um, the entry level positions are really pushed into the direction of um, of license compliance or vendor specific work. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, Manage so uh, Tier 3 vendors, uh, X, Y, and Z. Um, or 
maintain the 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 discovery tool that we are using um which which then places the entry level in like already a niche part of of what the item can offer um what what i would like to see at least what i think that uh, that entry level um yeah young professionals would like to experience is, is to have the broader field of item be involved in stakeholder management be involved in some governance part um be involved into some some uh business relationship management uh get inside the organization to see what the what the needs are instead of just focusing on yeah let's say the, the compliance side also very niche yeah yeah as, as, i guess as as people realize itam is a lot more than just delving in and focusing on a license or something it's it's that exactly, yeah. stakeholder management side yeah yeah okay well that that kind of leads us kind of nicely to to your day job really and kind of what your role what a typical day looks like for you so obviously you're you're at the itam unit so you so you're not so you have clients that you support how does how does that work how how do you do that what's what does it how does your role day-to-day -day look like yeah it, it varies quite a bit also on the on the type of projects that that are then ongoing uh typically uh for me in the last period it's been a uh, couple of days of outsourcing so mm -hmm. that i'm i'm yeah basically uh on a at interim basis uh helping customers with their day-to-day -day operations um from um, doing some tool things but also uh help them mature an item uh do some process improvements uh do some um uh, policy enhancements that kind of things and then uh on the other side we have some some turnkey projects that uh that vary a bit but uh, most recently it's been uh, heavy on ISO 19770 uh yeah uh, like we call it then uh, uh, we call it EC 19770 it's a, and it's a, it's an assessment that we do uh to see uh, how how the customer as a company is is adhering to the ISO standard mm -hmm. um and now that is really great of course recently with uh uh, the fact that companies can actually now certify in ISO. With, yeah, um, are you getting much uh, much cool much cool for that? Then is it? Um, uh, it or... Yeah, it, it, it's especially now that it it's been it's been uh, publicized online a bit. Uh, yeah, we we see that um, yeah that companies are 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 more keen into looking looking into uh, actually certifying um prior to that it was more that uh, we used uh, the iso standard as a as a um, as a baseline of how how they want mm -hmm. to run the practice um just something else so they they can measure themselves on 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 performance and on on growth um but now no now with the scheme i think uh, uh it's only it's only going to grow fantastic fantastic and it's and then when you're going into your clients, what are the main challenges that they find in their ITAM? Is it is it trying to get ISO compliant or do they have or is it still focused on license compliance? Um, you know, audits coming up. Like what is yeah, it? Yeah, 
it, it, it's, yeah, it's a it, it's a mix of things. Uh, usually, when when they hire hire a consultant in general for an out interim role, it's um, it, it's to be the firefighter, um, as we say in Dutch. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, the main focus is then to get to get the item practice back on track, uh, fix some 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 compliance issues. Um, create some more stakeholder buy-in from from higher management. Um, yeah, and then oh, while we're at it, um, see if we can uh, we can revisit the processes and policies so that uh, uh, an internal hire can then take over. Yeah, now for us, nine out of ten times, it's um, it's damage control. When, when we're hired, yeah. either be, either uh, either it's because a lot of knowledge left the company, um, or there's there's just um, um, yeah no no resources available within the markets for them to to internally uh, fulfill a position. When you say firefighting, are they um, organizations that had an ITAM function and it's just gone gone badly or you know, it's an audit that they're facing that's particularly difficult, or, or sometimes have, have they not got an ITAM function at all, and it's suddenly an audit's landed on their desk, and they're like, "Oh, how do we handle yeah. this?" Yeah, well, uh, all of the above. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it it really varies per per customer. Um, in my in my in my most recent outsourcing job, it was uh, knowledge that left the company. Um, so the, there was an item practice, or there is an item practice, uh, but the one running it uh, decided to change careers, um, and they had to yeah to keep things running uh, while they're now looking for uh, for an internal replacement. Okay. And then thinking about, we always like to think about successes. You know, there's too much doom and gloom in the world. Um, so in in your in your role, is there is there anything particularly you're particularly proud of? Um, whether that's at the ITAM unit or it could be previously to, the, to that along your career. Um, anything that comes to mind? I'm um, sure you're doing a good job every day, but yeah, sometimes yeah, exactly that exactly. moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, what, what makes me proud in the ITAM industry or in, in the stuff that I do is... Um, uh, at trying, uh, trying every day to, to add some value uh to the business and how you add that value that could be that could yeah that could differ um uh, keeping keeping an audit uh, out of the door uh, adds value mm -hmm. to the company uh process improvements uh, adds value to the company um so yeah when i when i succeed in adding value uh, whether it's big or small that's uh that's a proud moment for me um for me personally, uh, I mean, a proud moment is uh, being recognized for for the things I do within the industry. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think that's uh, that's from my side. If I can add value, if it's big or small, it doesn't matter. Um, but if I if I leave a leave a project or uh, I do an outsourcing, that um, yeah. 
things are a bit better when I when I leave the leave the place and that the management is happy. Yeah, that's a job well done, then, isn't it? You, it's we we often don't celebrate the small wins, do we? So it's important to uh, to acknowledge that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the discussion always with with the compliance side or with uh, cost savings and cost avoidance. Um, uh, if you can avoid a a twenty thousand dollar or dollar or euro bill, uh, that's mm. value that you add to the company. Um, mm. By a company, is it looked on as a as a as a hard hard saving? No, uh, saving money is always nicer for the finance department and for management. Uh, because the, uh, the avoidance is not tangible enough. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's something that uh, that I at least like to like to do, and that I'm proud of when I when I can avoid uh, also the the small things. Mm. And you know, it's it's worth remembering that obviously that saving that you might lead to ultimately lead to there's a lot of steps to get there. You know, there's a lot of little steps that were taken to. To find that saving and to achieve it, and you know, to manage the audit and do the compliance. So, yeah, it's important. So, when you go into an organisation, so how and this and this will probably differ depending on the on the client and why you're brought in. But um, do you get a sense of how ITAM is perceived within that organisation by, say, the other stakeholders? Um, do they understand what ITAM is there for? I imagine sometimes they might not. Um, what's it? What's the general feeling when you're going into a say a new a customer for the first time? Yeah, it, typically um, item it, it, it yeah, they they look upon item as uh, as more of uh, uh, you're the the licensed guy. Yeah. So then uh, you're you're directly uh, just in a niche uh, of of license management. Um, that makes it uh, that makes it on one hand uh, a tough start because you need to to crawl out of the license management flow into uh, your software and hardware as a management eventually than I item. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, typically the customers where we are where we are deployed are. Um, Low immaturity or growing immaturity. Uh, yeah, it's very rare, at least for for me in my time uh, within the item industry, to be uh, working on or being outsourced at a company that is uh, very mature in in uh, in item. Uh, of course, it happens with some assessments that uh, that we do that we uh, assess a, a company that is, uh, yeah. Far far ahead of of um, yeah of, of the average, let's say. Um, mm. But yeah, no, I guess it's almost inevitable, isn't it, that you that given their level of maturity, you would be seen as the license or the or the hardware guys, and then it's it's the journey from there to raise. Exactly. It's a journey from there, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no. What, how how do you see how do you see ITAM when you're um? I was like. Like with any job, it's always interesting to see how you describe it to someone who has no idea about IT um, in general. So, how, yeah, when you're when you're explaining what you do to to a family member, what do they? What do you say? Um, 
what I say to to family members or to to people unknown to item, and uh, hey, you're at a birthday party or something. Yeah, um, yeah. I always say, what uh, is like, that? yeah, yeah. That uh, within my consulting role, uh, we help companies um, utilize their their IT investment on a a, a smarter way. Um, mm -hmm. So that, that then you get into, I think what what every itemer says, uh, 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 create value uh, with uh, the lowest risk and lowest cost possible. Um, it's a it's always a, it's always a challenging question to answer that. Yeah, it, it's a tough one. Like I, that... item for me as uh, as uh, as an individual knowing the industry a little bit, um, it, it's much more broad than that. And then I think that item within the the industry and at least the the, the, the people that that I I speak with, etc., is more often than not software asset management. Uh, I think there are very few people um, that are are also doing a lot with the hardware asset management side. Um, mm -hmm. But then we have we have people like like David Foxen, for example, that is uh, um, an evangelist on the um, on the hardware asset management side. Uh, which is quite quite interesting to follow, but something that here here in the Netherlands at least, or the the, the companies that I see or work with, uh, is usually a different discipline. Um, it's not associated with item at the moment, um, and it's something that that yeah needs change, and it's something mm -hmm. that I like to work on. Do you love ITAM? <laughs> is that something ah. you could say? What, yeah. what is it? You, I, you know, it's funny you should mention David because obviously David is is known for his enthusiasm, and I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying that he, you know, he, I'm sure he would say that he loves ITAM. Um, yeah. Is there something about ITAM that you love, and then something that you that frustrates you about it, perhaps? Do I love ITAM? Uh, I think I do. Uh, I, I'm in the industry now for five years. Um, uh, what is it, is it about the role that you that you enjoy? So maybe when you're going to a client, um, I guess it's often the the bit that's the most satisfying for you. Is there anything that that really? Um, um, yeah, comes to it's mind? A, yeah. For, for me, that's the the let's say the education part of of being a consultant. Uh, so mm -hmm. a knowledge knowledge transfer, um, yeah. Yeah. that's something that 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 I get a lot of energy from, um, and that's also something I love about uh, what I do within Item. Yeah, coming back to you, the you mentioned, yeah, sorry, yeah, uh, coming back to the love part. Yeah, I I think I do love Item. Um, and next to the, the the things I do for the item unit, um, I'm also involved in in, in some things uh, surrounding the ISO standard, um, with 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 people that are that are very enthusiastic. Um, 
uh, David Bickett uh, leading the the Dash Ten study group, uh, mm-hmm. but also I had people like 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 Sherry and 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 Kylie Fowler, um, yeah, that are that are really passionate in 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 the field of item uh, that drops off on uh, on me at least, um, and that's a and their level of influence within history is, is something that uh, let's say that I would aspire to eventually. Yeah, I guess their enthusiasm—it's hard for it not to rub off on you, isn't it? Exactly. Um, yeah. Is it? And then is there anything you, you're not so happy about with ITAB? I mean, you mentioned some of the challenges in in getting younger people involved in it, but is, is there anything else that comes to mind that you wish ITAM could do differently, or or just generally? Um, um, I think there are a couple of things. Yes, the getting the the uh, I sound old if I say it. Uh, the younger mm-hmm. generation, uh, the entry level uh, or the young professional. Um, um, I don't like that. In my in my perception, they they are being pushed into a niche in the field. Um, that's maybe, um, yeah, uh, the wrong niche for them. Uh, as a as an individual, uh, mm-hmm. which then leaves that uh, after after two, three, maybe four years, they decide to, they want to do something else, um, leaving uh, leaving the gap, uh, as um, as was described in 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 the item review article. Um, another thing I don't like about item is the um, the the wall between software and hardware asset management. Um, yeah, I, I yeah I do feel that there's a a big divider between the two. Um, I think there is too much focus on on the software asset management part um, with uh, with with your license compliance, uh, with your audits, etc. Um, and that there's that there's not enough focus on actually. Um, uh, your 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 IT your IT assets or your hardware assets in general, uh, mm. which and it's 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 not a small amount if we're talking uh, monetary value. No, and I well, maybe the sustainability angle will is started to help in that you know as companies start to focus on not just the the recycle or the I, IT asset disposal or dis, disposition. Of, of their assets and then it's something that, that AJ's written on a number of times about the, the increased focus on you know the, the sheer CO2 output of your hardware you know being able to actually measure that based yeah. on you know metrics and that's you know that's really early days but maybe that could help to balance things a little bit more so, perhaps we'll see. uh yeah, yeah, uh, I'm curious about that. Uh, yeah, recently there was um, um, a customer of ours that um, was actually looking into the um, the carbon footprint of their data centers, which mm. was uh, which was an interesting one. Mm. Um, a very hard thing to measure as well. You know, very it, hard. It, yeah, and yeah. and also be, beyond my 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 knowledge. Um, but it was, it was, um, it was nice to, to backseat, uh, yeah, 
that engagement that they were doing with their um, with their provider. Mm. But yeah, for me, what I yeah, so I, I don't like the, the, the big divider between hardware and software asset management because I think they're they're equally important. Yeah, yeah. And then looking, I guess, looking to the future of items, is there anything you see on the horizon that's things that might change for for better or worse? Um, you know, you mentioned the the gap between hardware and software. You know, maybe that that might close. Um, is there any anything else yeah, you, I, you'd I, like to I've, see? Yeah. Um, I feel that gap might might be closing a bit. Although I I, I read some stuff that um, uh, especially with the, with the migrating to the cloud, that actually some companies are are reversing again. Uh, um, for me, what what's interesting into into the item world is the the whole FinOps part. Um, yeah, that uh, that's something that I I'm personally also really interested in uh, to see how that is gonna um, yeah intertwine with item. Maybe that's the that's the best way to put it. Um, mm. Because uh, as of now, I think it's uh, it's uh, it's a separate discipline with a. Um, their own function within a company if the company is already doing some pinups. Um, so that would be would be interesting. And um, things that uh, for example Rick Sheffer from 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 Walters Blue is now doing within within Walters Blue or he's been doing it for a while. Uh, the transition of item into into enterprise asset management. So Mm. He's, he's he's going again a, a step further as he as he is maturing, uh, or he the the company uh, the item practice there, um, and that's a that's a, a really interesting one. And I think he's gonna have a talk uh, here the twenty first of March in the Netherlands at the conference um, from Heliview. Yeah. Um, okay. Basically, basically. His his department transitioned, or is in the transition to become a a I wouldn't say a data management source, but a data source for the company um, instead of that um, yeah that from the item perspective, or at least uh, the companies I work for, you try to find people within the company that want uh, that can benefit from your data, and actually they are now reversing it that. The company is coming to them for for insight um, to create value for for whatever they need. Mm. That's a good a good destination to to head towards, isn't it? Definitely. I think that's the yeah. I think I I wouldn't say that's the final stop, but I think you're really close to the end. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Well, and then just just the last few questions around around your career, really, and how um, yeah how we like have you had any mentors along the way i mean you did mention johan i don't want to put words in your mouth but you mentioned you mentioned his kind of yeah, enthusiasm yeah. for right time at the start it was um yeah. yeah as a as a mentor i i, I think if, if i have a mentor uh, you can name it uh, you can name johan at least yeah you can name johan uh, he's been there from day mm. one and he's still here he's uh, uh he's the one that got me into the industry it's, it's the one that um uh, with his enthusiasm, um, uh, yeah, rubbed off on me. Um, for the rest, uh, within my time at Crayon, there were a couple of people, uh, Sebastian Kurs here in the Netherlands, um, 
uh, again, just like Johan, very enthusiastic, very knowledgeable within the field. Um, there was uh, within Cray on uh, Denmark, uh, there was uh, Patrick Holm that, um, mm-hmm. uh, as a consultant, I, I looked up to, uh, let's say, his, uh, his path in consultancy within the, the governance consultancy. Uh, it was very knowledgeable about uh, translating uh, business processes into, uh, uh, yeah, into into valuable items for for the companies he was working for. And then, yeah, not really mentors, but people that uh, I, I enjoy being online or or talking to within the, within any yeah study group or or webinar or whatever. Um, and, I named I named them already a couple of times. Uh, David Fowler, Kylie, uh, David Fox, and Kylie Fowler. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, Martin, of course, from um, uh, from Item Review. Uh, those are people that um, uh, yeah draw people into into the industry. I think. Mm. It sounds like you read a fair bit as well. Um, I like to, or, I like to stay meeting... I like to stay current, and I've. Uh, yeah, I have quite yeah. some. I have quite some awake now. Awake time now with the baby. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, sometimes I I skip the Netflix and uh, I uh, yeah I, I I browse I browse the the internet to see uh, what's what's being said by uh, by knowledgeable people to see if I can <laughs> if I can <laughs> become good. one of them. Very good. And then. That kind of leads nicely to the to my final question, which is about um, advice you'd have for people that either want to enter ITAM, or or maybe you might you might want to persuade them to enter ITAM, or or just anything to help someone who's in ITAM who just wants to go further. You know, they're looking at you at the ripe old age of thirty four, um, <laughs> thinking, what can I what can I do to uh, enhance my career? It sounds like um, sounds like networking and just um, following others that are that are successful in it seems to be something that you're that you're doing. Um, is yeah. there any other um, advice you'd have for, for people? Uh, advice. Uh, I don't know if I've, I've advice. Um, uh, one thing I would say is uh, uh, look at yourself and look what uh, and, and see what gives you energy. Uh, for me, that is uh, that's more the, the governance side of things, um, yeah. and not so mu- not so much spending specific work. Uh, so I, I I try to to focus at least the majority of my time on on actually doing um, uh, projects or or development things within within governance, uh, and not so much in in then spending specific work. Um. Yeah, try not to to uh, lock yourself down in a niche uh, too too soon. Yeah, good point. Uh, I think that's uh, that's the most important one for for the young professionals that are starting in uh, in the item field. Yeah, it's a very good point you made about how if people get pigeonholed too early, that they might get pushed in a direction that they might not enjoy, and then they leave. So I think that's a very oh exactly very good point, isn't and it? Yeah, th- there are a lot of people that are um, uh, that that love the nit- the nitty gritty of uh, of uh, vendor licensing, 
um, mm. and get a lot of energy for that. But there are also a lot of people that uh, actually are more um, into uh, the, the uh, person to person work. Uh, and so then get into governance, uh, get into stakeholder management. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's definitely, you're definitely onto something there. I know a number of the people that I've spoken to recently that have, you know, that, that have either won awards or, you know, are, are leading in their field. They, they often have the same story of how they were exposed to all of it at the start. You know, they could see the breadth of the role and it was them that chose where they wanted to focus. You know, and it might be, it might be the, comp the compliance side, just getting absolutely knowing a license inside out um or it could be the the stakeholder engagement side that they yeah. that they lean to and the fact that they chose that you know says a lot doesn't it because it's you're more likely to stay in something that you enjoy that you gravitated towards so yeah, yeah exactly nice. i mean yeah uh and jewish companies will not like it but um yeah when you start out uh, try to get a rolling consultancy um mm. Especially, um, well, from from what the, I, I've never um, uh, worked for or or was directly involved with SHI, but I mean, what I see, what they post online, of course, uh, what they're uh, what they're also doing with uh, with with the item uh, Rising Star Award, but also um, in my in my case, then Crayon, um, they're just great companies. Uh, for for young professionals to start out to to uh, dip your toe in the water of uh, of the ITMC, um, and then transition uh, eventually transition to an end customer, but then uh, in the role that actually gives you energy and uh, yeah makes you happy. So whether that's a Microsoft license consultant or, or specialist uh, mm. or more. Um, more into the process uh, side of things i think yeah. that's the the best step for for a young professional absolutely. absolutely well i think that's a a great place to finish so um i'll just um finish here and say thank you for your time ben really appreciate it thank you for having me george